So here I am on a Friday night show prepping, seeing what I'm going to talk about, what's the big news of the day. And like I always say on Fridays, you know, it's go into the weekend, enjoy it. You have two days where you can just simply enjoy life for what it is. Spend time with your family, you know, go to bars, go to restaurants, go to, well, I don't even know if movie theaters are open at this point or if they're ever going to open, but go out, you know, just enjoy yourself for two days before you get back to work. So I, that's what I'm doing. You know, I'm watching the president in Bemidji and in Minnesota, which I continue to say is very much in play in this election cycle. And then, and I don't think I'm the only one that this happened to, you get hit with this breaking massive news. That being that Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg has died. Now, it, the, the emotions that I felt, I'm sure, were different than what a lot of other people felt, but I had to just pause and really think about what Ruth Bader Ginsburg brought to this country. And this isn't, this is leaving partisan politics sides out of the equation. You know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg fought like heck throughout her entire life. Let me just, let me run through the, the um, and this is in Fox News, the sort of um, me uh, memorial article, I guess you would say, that was written about her. Bill uh, uh, Mears, Mears writes it in Fox News. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the enigmatic, enigmatic, I can never pronounce that word, longtime Supreme Court justice who attained near cult-like status among progressive circles, died Friday at the age of 87, from complications surrounding metastatic pancreatic cancer. Again, these terms, you know, there's, I can't pronounce medical words to save my life, you know, so you take that with a grain of salt. Anyway, our nation has lost a jurist of historic stature. That was uh, Chief Justice uh, John Roberts. We at the Supreme Court have lost a cherished colleague. Today we mourn, but with confidence that future generations, we remember Ruth Bader Ginsburg as we knew her, a tireless and resolute champion of justice. Ginsburg was appointed in 1993 um, by Bill Clinton. She's been there ever since, obviously, at the lifetime appointment. Uh, she had battled two forms of cancer in the past. Her health began to take a downturn in December 2018 when she underwent uh, pulmonary uh, lobectomy, lobotomy, you know, again, not my strong suit, you know that, after two malignant nodules were discovered in the lower lobe of her, listen, we're going to get through all this, but like I said, it, it, it's worth taking the time to note everything behind it and what the article entails. On January 7th, the court announced she would miss oral arguments that day for the first time since she joined and she continued to recuperate um, from that surgery. So that, you know, that's everything that we know so far as far as the uh, details of the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg goes. But just to, you know, give her the tribute and you know all the words that are going to be that have been tossed are you know a trailblazer and an inspiration to women well i'm going to tell you something because you know my philosophy on life life is the most again one reason why i'm so pro-life life is the most precious thing that we can ever have in this world i mean without life you you're nothing there there is nothing without life 
And, you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg fought like heck through everything that was thrown at her. You know, I, I had a grandmother who died of cancer. It's, it's not fun. It's difficult. It's hard. It's awful. It's, you know, the worst disease that there is. And I'm, you know, speaking from a, a doctoral level, I'm sure there's other diseases and stuff like, again, not my strong suit, but it, you know, anyone who has had someone that, that they know or a family member that has had to fight through cancer and has, you know, succumbed to it, it's, it's just the most awful thing that anyone can deal with. So, you know, I, with, with all of my heart, give my prayers, my condolences to uh, the Ginsburg family. And this is a very, very tough time. And obviously, you know, the, the, the politics are going to come into it. We're going to get into it um, in a second here. But, it you know, you can put partisan politics aside for a second and really say that this country has lost a, 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 a great fighter you know an she was very inspirational to women all over this country you know i think there's a second woman to ever sit on the supreme court that is an accomplishment that in its own self you know to even get to the supreme court is incredible but you know to be the second woman to ever do it is just phenomenal so you know give her all the compliments you can think you know trailblazer um what whatever it is you know ruth bader ginsburg definitely deserves everything all the praise that is being heaped on her right now and i'm sure that will continue um all throughout you know the definitely throughout this the rest of this election cycle um and so you know really truthfully from the bottom of my heart god bless her and her family and and really truthfully may uh ruth bader ginsburg rest in peace so that being said, I want to get to sort of – it's just it's sort of the timeline of how today went. So earlier in the morning, you had McConnell saying after – and this was a quote from Ryan uh, Struick on the Twitter box here, uh, the quote from McConnell. After they change the filibuster, they're going to admit the district as a state. They're going to admit Puerto Rico as a state. That's four new Democratic senators in perpetuity. Once they get a hammerlock on the Senate, they are going to then pack the Supreme Court. So that was interesting that I sort of saw that earlier in McConnell talking um, about that. Uh, real quickly, like I said, I want to go through a timeline of sort of the events that unfolded with, um, you know, before the Ginsburg news. Um, you had in Minnesota, this is in the uh, Minnesota's Iron Range. The mayor there, who is a lifelong Democrat, I am not even going to try to pronounce this guy's last name. It starts with a V. It's long. Well, I lied. Here I go. Vlasasevich. All right. The, the B. It's mayor Bob V. Minnesota mayor Democrat. That's that's really what you need to know. The Iron Range is roaring back to life, and we have one man to thank, Donald trump that's the democratic mayor of the iron range in minnesota saying that another democrat mayor in minnesota thanking donald trump very much in play you got you got i mean you have tractors tractors for trump parades now and they say that you know, there's a video on there they, uh, them going to minnesota to uh, bemidji to see 
the president and like i said the old yeah the the crowd there was energized they were fired up it's a crowd that sleepy joe biden couldn't dream of getting the enthusiasm to vote for joe biden is not there it's he cannot get a crowd like the president had in bemidji tonight he really just well and truly can't that's because donald trump's energy levels you know his drive his work rate is just miles miles ahead of joe biden who we know cognitively is not there who we know needs a teleprompter to answer questions he needs a list in front of him to call on reporters so that he can answer their questions or i mean even attempt to answer them because he never really truly answers questions fully i mean he's a career politician that that's what they do but Joe Biden, he he cannot possibly the rally that the president just finished up. Joe Biden, you know, it, it's just not feasible for him, and he can cite coronavirus as much as possible, but it just it's not happening for Joe Biden. It's a, I say this all the time. It's such a joke of a campaign. It really well and truly is, and he's already out there, you know, talking about and the, the whole Democrat talking point now will be that. The president can't fill the seat, but think of it from the president's point of view. Oh, and and uh, well, let me finish my point first on it. The president could potentially have three Supreme Court justices on the bench in his first term. That is incredible. That is another, you know, more accomplishments for Donald J. Trump to run on in november if yeah i don't know if they're going to uh go through with it or not now my initial re i have two initial reactions and uh, what i would want to see from the senate majority leader mitch mcconnell now i want him to have faith that donald trump is going to win the election that they will be able to get the um supreme court justice uh you know confirm they're they're gonna get it uh, and, and by the way, I can, in many ways, the uh, prediction is that it'll be uh, Amy Coney Barrett. You can in many ways say that she, that they'll get her confirmed. Um, but, you know, do you do it before the election? You know, do you, because obviously the, they're going to say, well, Mitch McConnell's a hypocrite already out there um, because of the whole Merrick Garland in 2016. Now, what happened in 2016 was Merrick Garland was put up by the way the democrat would have been another liberal activist on the court he was put uh, he was nominated to go to the supreme court by barack hussein obama so you had a democrat president you had a republican controlled senate mitch mcconnell said since we're in a lame duck uh right now where again like i just said democrat president senate controlled by republicans that the next president of the United States should be able to, and it was in uh, 2016 election year. He was his argument was that since it's since it is a lame duck, the next president should be able to choose the next Supreme Court justice. Well, that's what he did. He held it up. He didn't have the vote. Uh, Donald Trump won the election. That is how Neil Gorsuch is now on the Supreme Court. So it, my so I have that. But I also, and and I think this is sort of where I'm going, where I'm leaning towards, if I had to give advice to Mitch McConnell, I would say, 
Mr. Senate Majority Leader, if the Minority Leader, that being Charles Schumer, Chuck Schumer, had an opportunity, you know, days, what well, we got like within two months now of an election, would he try to push through a Supreme Court justice? If Schumer was in McConnell's position right now, would he go through with it? The answer is absolutely yes, he would. He, he wouldn't even think of it. He would be ready to take a vote tomorrow. That is Schumer. So you know what? You know what I say? The Republicans don't owe the Democrat Party anything. Don't Schumer would have had this. He would be ready to go. Don't listen to and and by the way, let me just point this out because there was there was different reactions to uh, Ginsburg's death. Check this out from Charles Schumer at 7:51 p.m. This is the tweet he put up on the Twitter box. You ready for this? This is the first thing that came to Schumer's mind. Listen to the timing here. The American people should have a voice in the selection of their next Supreme Court justice. Therefore, this vacancy should not be filled until we have a new president. He said that at 7.51. 7.59. Eight minutes later, this is what you get. Tonight we mourn the passing of a giant in American history, a champion for justice, a trailblazer for women. She would want us all to fight as hard as we can to preserve her legacy. Chuck Schumer wasn't even praising. He he you know he waited. It had to be about him. It had to be about the Senate before it was about the woman who literally just died. You know who's a champion for liberals in the Democrat Party. Instead of him immediately giving tribute to her, it's all about Chuck Schumer. And Chuck Schumer trying to regain the Senate. Never forget that he did that. Don't ever forget that. Now here's something. Now the president was just told about Ruth Bader Ginsburg's passing away. This is con con compare and contrast Schumer being selfish, making it about him and the Senate Democrats. Compare that to what the president said. He gets work. Now he gets off stage. He didn't know throughout the ra uh, his rally that Ruth Bader Ginsburg had passed away. He get, you know, he's done with the rally. He gets off stage. The press is there. They, they let him know. This is, this is how the president immediately responded. And I'll get to his statement in a second as well. But his immediate response, she just died? Wow, I didn't know that. He says, she led an amazing life. What else can you say? She was an amazing woman, whether you agree or not. She was an amazing woman. I am actually sad to hear that that was the president's immediate reaction and by the way here's the statement that he put out today our nation mourns the loss of a titan of the law justice ruth bader ginsburg served more than 27 years as an associate associate justice of the supreme court of the united states notably just the second woman to be appointed to the court she was a loving wife to her late husband marn and a dedicated mother to her children now you, you got more uh more in the statement i won't read it all a fighter to the end justice ginsburg battled cancer and other very long odds throughout her remarkable life our thoughts and prayers are with the ginsburg family and their loved ones during this difficult time may her memory be a great 
and magnificent blessing to the world. Compare that to Chuck Schumer. That was how the president initially responded. Schumer, he hears Ginsburg dies. This is what he says. The American people should have a voice in the selection of their next Supreme Court justice. Immediately, he runs to that. That is a despicable, disgraceful human being who is so selfish that all that he could care about is, his, is the Senate is regaining the Senate at this point in time when a champion of your party just passed away. You really are just total downright scum. Schumer's nothing but a sleazeball. Now listen to this. Here was what Mitch McConnell said. And uh, I'll get to what the way I'm sort of leading towards it right now. Anyway, here's McConnell's statement on it. Uh, the Senate and the nation mourn the sudden passing of Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg and the conclusion of her extraordinary American life. Justice Ginsburg overcame one personal challenge and professional barrier after another. She climbed from a modest Brooklyn upbringing to a seat on our nation's highest court into the, uh, and into the pages of American history. Her intelligence and determination earned her respect and admiration throughout the legal world and indeed throughout the entire nation, which now grieves alongside her friends, family, and colleagues. Now, here's this is where we get into the political side, the political implications of uh, Justice Ginsburg's death. In the last midterm election before Justice Scalia's death in 2016, Americans elected a Republican Senate majority because we pledged to check and balance the last days of a lame duck's president's second term. We kept our promise. Since the 1880s, no Senate has confirmed an opposite party president's Supreme Court nominee in a presidential election year. By contrast, Americans re-elected our majority in 2016 and expanded it in 2018 because we pledged to work with President Trump and support his agenda, particularly his outstanding appointments to the federal judiciary. Once again, we will keep our promise. This, folks, is the biggest sentence of the night. Obviously, politically speaking, you know, don't take let this interfere with uh, the re remembering Ruth Bader Ginsburg. President Trump's nominee will receive a vote on the floor of the United States Senate. So McConnell is saying, and in many ways I'm siding with him on this, and it, listen, he'll get called a hypocrite because of Garland, but McConnell doesn't care. McConnell's been through all of this time and time again. But the, major, the, the Senate is controlled by Republicans. The presidency, right now, the president is a Republican. By all means, they should go through with this and get the seat filled, you know, get Ruth Bader Ginsburg. See, and I know you were there, that there's rumors flying around that Ginsburg said, well, I don't want my, my, my seat being filled until there's next president. Like, where, and who's going to confirm that? Where is that coming from? How, how can that possibly be confirmed? Or even denied but McConnell to me it seems like he will have a new Supreme Court justice he's gonna try and get it through um, before the election so we'll see how, how uh, quickly the president acts if you know if he when or if he nominates Amy uh, Coney Barrett and we'll get to a little bit of her 
um, in a second. But the bottom line is, folks, that, you know, Justice Ginsburg, may, her, may she rest in peace, there is potential here for six Supreme Court justices to be conservatives, to be Republicans. Chief Justice Roberts, I give it five and a half, Chief Justice Roberts. Anyway, you got Roberts, Alito, Kavanaugh, Thomas, Gorsuch. Now the only liberals there are Kagan, Stephen Breyer, and uh, Sotomayor. So at this, this point, you could have six Republicans, three Democrats on the court. That is why the left is freaking out. They're panicking right now. And you know, we'll, we'll see what ensues. But this election, if it could have gotten any bigger and and every single election cycle okay was said in 2008 with obama and mccain 2012 obama romney 2016 trump clinton you've heard numerous times well this is the biggest election in our lifetimes this is the the biggest election that we're ever going to face as a country every single election that comes around is the biggest we're ever going to face in this country here at every single election cycle but this time folks <laughs> This election just got I'm not going to I'm not going to be come out there and say this is the biggest one. I'm not going to do that. But this election just got 100 times bigger with and, and Joe Biden, Joe Biden. Now, Biden uh, himself, uh, he was on there. He says uh, this was Biden tonight. There is no doubt. Let me be clear. And that that the voters should pick the president and the president should pick the justice for the Senate to consider he also um said he released a, a statement somewhere this was the position the republican senate took in 2016 so he's talking about that when there were nine months uh the position the senate must take now when the election is uh less than two months away is um you know not uh filling the seat and having the um you know whoever wins the election whether it be biden or trump decide uh who it is on the supreme court uh, ted cruz i just saw on Fox News, and he was um, saying that uh, he wants, you know, a nomination now. He wants to get this thing, you know, through before um, Election Day. And so, like I said, we'll, we'll see which way it goes. We'll see how quickly um, Mitch McConnell and the Senate Republicans act. You know, and, and by the way, think about this, though. Everything that the Senate Democrats put Brett Kavanaugh through you know where you know, what are we going to have christine blase ford come back i mean you know, we, everyone sort of knew that as soon as the you know, kavanaugh confirmation was over with blase Ford, you were never going to hear from her again and we haven't i mean lord knows how much she got paid i don't understand why she hasn't been prosecuted she said under oath 100 percent it was brett kavanaugh that was a lie. The woman lied under oath. She tried to destroy Brett Kavanaugh's life. She tried to destroy the man's entire career. She called him a rapist for God's sakes. That's what Kavanaugh was getting labeled as. You know, this this some kind of drunk, alcoholic, college, high school partying guy. It, it Nothing's further from the truth. I mean, my goodness gracious, this was a man that kept a planner. Who went, uh, who went to high school and college keeps a planner, for God's sakes. You know, this was a man that was as clean as can be, as far as his record goes. And that's what they try to do with him. So you know what? 
to you know we don't to hell with the democrat party we don't republicans don't owe them a single thing we don't owe chuck schumer who wants to politicize ruth bader ginsburg's death before even giving a tribute to her we don't owe him a single thing so i am definitely on the side of mitch mcconnell getting through there and getting this justice confirmed get it done before the election have a president run on the fact that he's got three supreme court justices confirmed that's what the american people want to see mitch mcconnell's right the american people elected a republican president they elected a republican senate so mitch mcconnell wants to get this done and like i said he'll he'll go through it he doesn't care he doesn't care about the media he doesn't care about the democrats that that are so totally against him against the president against this country he'll take the blows it doesn't matter to him but i say get this thing through and passed um i saw julio ross i think the daily caller town hall or something like that um reporter he was showing that there's this crowd gathering on uh the uh, uh supreme court you know mourning the loss of ruth bader ginsburg no i have no issues with that whatsoever anyway so let me get into um amy um coney barrett who is likely to be uh the choice uh she's uh, on the seventh uh circuit u.s court of appeals um and here's a little bit about her i haven't done much research into her yet you know it's, like i said this was just breaking you know just hours ago uh coney barrett born in 1972 is a former notre dame law school professor now immediately when i hear that i have reservations about you know do do you really trust prof we know what professors do oh there was a professor i saw a video today this assistant professor saying that she hopes the trump administration and people in it die before the election how disgusting do you have to be that do you want that woman teaching your kids teaching america's hope and america's future is that the kind of woman we want in there saying she hopes the trump administration dies because of coronavirus what a disgusting disgraceful human being well, anyway coney barrett is um like i said law school professor her 2017 confirmation to the federal bench was contentious with several democratic senators questioning whether her faith expressed in prior speeches would influence her uh jurisprudence i, I can't yeah i can't even get a juris you know judging them basically i don't know why they got to use these big words and these dang things you know i, I had a, an english teacher once tell me uh that if you can use a smaller easier more concise word do it <laughs> my, my goodness i do it anyway and this was this this was feinstein diane feinstein california the dogma lives loudly within you and that's a concern that that's feinstein for you uh barrett said it's never appropriate for a judge to impose that judge's personal convictions whether they arise from a faith or anywhere else on the law she was a uh former law clerk by the way for justice antonin um scalia and like i said she is the uh, i was supposed favorite at this point in time to be the next supreme court justice so you know we'll see which way it goes but goodness gracious me a lot a lot of um you know news uh coming out the political implications of ruth bader ginsburg's uh death and like i said you know if you're mitch mcconnell you, i think you take a step back and you know he's already said that donald trump's 
uh, nominee will get a vote on the Senate floor. So if you are the Republican Party right now, and by the way, you know, Republicans, you know, we, we are so, the court is, is like one of the holy grails. You know, if I say a holy grails uh, for the education, or uh, for the left is education, you know, the court's definitely up there as far as being, you know, top priority, one of the uh, biggest things for conservatives and Republicans. There is a chance, though, now to have a 6-2-3 majority on the court. If you are Mitch McConnell, you take it because you really truthfully have to think, what would Chuck Schumer do? Chuck, you have to be ruthless when it comes to politics. You know, I've heard it be called before. Politics is a blood sport. It is absolutely downright ruthless. Now, who knows the tactics that the left are going to use uh, you know, against um, Amy Coney Barrett at this point, or you know, whoever it is that Donald Trump uh, uh, nominates. You know, who knows? There's, there's going to be a meltdown. Um, but you know, we can't live in fear of the left and of the Democrat Party. They're nothing but cowards. Why would we ever live in fear of these people? Um, so if you're Mitch McConnell, sir, you take the shot. You, you have a chance to have a six to three majority on the court. You'll have a president going into re-election campaign with three Supreme Court justices sitting on the court, all appointed and confirmed through this Republican Senate, along with the Republican president. So I think it's too enticing for Mitch McConnell to not take up. And I think Senate Republicans, um, and they got to act, you know, they got to act quickly. Um, you know, you got to get it done. Um, but I, I truly, I, I think he will go through with it. And um, what I wanted to do is sort of end on the note of, you know, you can leave the politics out of um, it for tonight. Well, you know, what's left in the night is very late at this point. Um, but, you know, going in, go into the weekend, enjoy um, enjoy the weekend for what it is, you know, live your life and, and just spend your leisure time, you know, spend time with your family, your friends, and, you know, truthfully enjoy life for what life is. And, uh, as I close on this Friday, I would very much from the bottom of my heart, send my condolences and prayers to, um, the Ginsburg family. And I really truthfully mean this, uh, when I say may justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg rest in peace.